0: Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you round the UK flag football scene, sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier.
1: Hello, and welcome to the First and Fifteen podcast, Southern regions coverage. My name is Jay Ballamy, and I'm joined by our regular panelists, Lewis Phillips, hello, Ryan Home Alone McEaveney. hello, and Luke Worn Champion. What's up, listeners? How are we doing, boys? Are we all okay? I'm melting. It's too hot. It is it is incredibly warm listeners uh, for just to time stamp this podcast ever so slightly we are recording this on the warmest day of the year which I think lads makes this the hottest podcast ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I
1: hottest think we're
0: podcasting um UK history by that logic.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We are we are record breaking. We we've definitely contributed to global warming, the four of us, man. When people are playing this fire on their uh, on their Spotify, what, what what else can the world do but heat up? You know, well, it's a lot of hot air coming out of someone's mouth. <laughs> I can say that for sure. <laughs> Brilliant, good stuff, then, guys. Let's dive straight into the fixtures for this game week coming up, which is game week six for us, Lewis. I want to say, yes, sir. I keep on seeing five everywhere else. Obviously, we're a bit weird here. Um, so cool, game week six. Luke, we're going to come to you first to look at some of the Premiership fixtures in, in lieu of Gareth turning up. You've got got the whole of the Premiership to look at and you've chosen two. So uh, good to know you, you're casting your net nice and wide. <laughs> um, Victoria Park Panthers versus Rebels. Rebels. You know, Jay, I'm just going to address that quickly, mate. Um, (laughs) Lots of people, mate, are out there. And this happens all the time to me, man. People just stop me in the street and saying to me, you know, Luke, why are you not predicting more games? Like, why are you letting those other guys speak? Nobody likes them. We just want to hear you. And I'm always like, look, I know it's hard for you to respect them, but I do, so please respect that, you know? And, and so like no, look, I don't believe for a minute that you respect me oh, man. you should see the text I get from Connor Maynard man. I'm defending you night and day man. <laughs> okay. and, and so like look the, the, the reason is I just have a high bar for what's interesting man I can't help it you know like not many things catch my eye you know I've only ever read one book back to back okay let's, let's all guess at which book that was um, 64 Zoo Lane or something
0: like that <laughs> was that a TV show
1: <laughs> yeah it might have been <laughs> The Tiger came to tea. The Tiger against to tea, yeah, that's a good one. The Hungry Caterpillar. <laughs> I I thought everyone would have read this, but I can't believe this, that you guys... I thought it would be obvious, mate. Uh, the only one I've ever thought, like, I've started and said, you know what, I need to get to the end of this, was Cam Newton trying to win them all. But I that's... didn't even know he'd written a book, to be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's uh, the speculation get... as to whether he wrote it himself, but he's a pretty cool guy. Like, what can't he do? He dresses well, you so why, why, why the wouldn't fumble he write well? in Super Bowl. I imagine yes. Cam Newton writing a book, right? And and all of the text is like his Instagram posts with all those silly yeah. little, like, <laughs> like, accents and stuff all over the place. And the thing is just completely illegible. It doesn't surprise me that you don't understand him, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. We are very different people, me and Cam. Yeah, like, one is, like, a visionary. The other is... Whatever It's nice of you to call me a visionary, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, mate, that's that's all I can say, right? I, I I don't want any more criticism from anyone. Look, I I I know what's interesting, you guys don't. And that, that's how I feel about that. So let's <laughs> put that one to bed. So I'll get I'll get right into it, guys. I'm not gonna predict the score here because that would ruin something later on in the podcast. Um, but I can say I've got a bit of a hot take here. Um at the beginning of a hot take, let's say, seeing as the weather's hot, right? It's the theme of the day. I'm seeing a rising power here in the VPP. I mean, that Coventry win, that smells of success, man. That smells of a bright future, you know. This team rising up through the ranks. And I've played them, you know. They've got some real guys on there, you know. They've got a a, a mean center. They've got amazing receivers on the on the wide. You know, they've got a really quick guy, a guy that I used to play with, Lee. There's a lot of talent on that team, man. I like this this rising powerhouse, Um in the Victoria Park Panthers. And I see the Rebels. We played them recently. I watched their replay game against North Ants, you know. A very talented team. Really nice guys. Got a lot of guys again on receiver. When they're playing there, they look fantastic. But I do remember they only managed to proffer up seven guys. A lot of them were going both ways. And that's no easy thing to do. And not only that, they didn't manage to score in the second half. So I'm seeing... One team coming through the ranks, and I'm seeing another struggle to put a team out there slightly and deliver the goods. So for this one, I'm predicting VPP to take this one home against the Rebels.
0: Wow.
1: That okay. is a hot
2: take. That is a hot take. Now, the VPP, Victoria Park Panthers can no longer accuse us of any uh, biasness or hatred towards them.
1: Yep, this 100%. podcast
2: predicts you beating the Rebels, and that is quite the scalp.
1: And there's nothing I love more than being wrong as well. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> there's that's found to as well, you know. But again, high bar for what's interesting, guys. I'm sniffing something good here. I'm all about hot takes to the go, guys. Yeah, OK. So some good, uh, some good foreshadowing for potentially what your, uh, your bold prediction might be later then. Let's, uh, let's move on to your next fixture. So North Ants, Titans versus Coventry Cougars. Yeah, these, these are two teams I've played, and I can say a little bit about them. I think Lewis has a thing or two to say because he always wants to pipe up on everyone else's segments. <laughs> but um, it, it's going to be a really, really exciting game, This I think. You've got two, what I view as, like, really high-powered offences that are very, very exciting. We played, um, I, when I was with the Flash, we played uh, the, the Cougars um, at the first and 15 uh, tournament. Very, very exciting game. And, man, they got, I think it was their centre. The guys lightning quick. Really fast there, and I think you, you've got to put down that there's going to be a couple of deep balls to him. On the north end side, I talked about him enough. In fact, I even went so far as to remember his name, which is something I almost never do um, with players here. Rashad Bailey, man. I mean, I'm impressed you've remembered it, to be fair. Yeah, Mr. Mark Andrews is going to be out there as well, man. So you're going to have Lightning McQueen on one side and you're going to have Mark Andrews on the other. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of what I think Flag was made for, you know, this kind of game. It's going to be awesome. So I'm putting this one up to, to the Titans because I just loved their wide receiver play when I was playing against them. They had a guy on the side, I can't remember his name in this one, but... I mean, he ran some of the cleanest curls I've ever seen. They were beautiful. So I'm giving this one to the Northants Titans, 38 to the Titans, 35 for the Cougars. Lewis, come on, mate. Come ruin my segment.
2: I, I just I just like to take an interest in uh, flag football in general. And, you know, I do my research <laughs> for this show. So uh, that's, that's why I generally tend to have an opinion on things. Uh, on, I like to what's going on. Uh, you know, I keep up to. I listen to the, the way we HNC as well. Shout out to the guys up north of the border, and uh, I like to keep up to date with uh, with what's going on up there. I, I like flag football, guys. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I can't fault you for for your analysis, Luke, on this one. Um, you know, you mentioned all the all the right names. one of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think ultimately, um, you know, the outcome. Uh, I think you've got right. I think it's going to be a really close game. These are two teams who know each other inside and out. They seem mm. to have come across each other at every tournament that they enter. This was the grand final game uh, of the recent first and 15 tournament, you know, and that was a testy affair. They know each other very well. Um, but I think are, I think you're right. The Titans will ultimately squeeze this one.
1: Yeah. And you touch on an interesting point with what you said there, Luke, as well, because... What you, in the sense that these are two teams that sort of are playing flag in the right way, right? So you've got two, two quarterbacks with huge arms. You know, Matthew Tibbles can, can absolutely sling it. And, uh, and Ben Eaton can absolutely put the ball wherever he wants to mm-hmm. as well. Um, you've got teams that want to run vertical on you, teams that want to run horizontal on you. Two defenses that are absolutely aggressive to the point of the ball as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and want to fly all over the pitch and make plays deep down the field. You've got blitzers that are excellent at what they do and and forgive me, I don't know the names of either of them, but I've I've faced them enough times to know they're really effective at their job. So this is going to be a really good slugfest, I think, of uh, of all the games in the Premiership this week. Yeah, totally agree, man. Credit to both these teams for what they built there. It's a lot of fun to watch and I'm really looking forward to seeing that result. And if anyone... Can film that or send us some highlights i'm sure we'd love to see him and put them up on the, the facebook page and uh, i guess we could offer home alone's only fans as a reward to someone who sends the best clip in i think so i think so that is a big uh, a big reward ladies and gentlemen we, we very rarely talk about home alone's only fans <laughs> on this podcast um, the incentives rarely, are out there now the incentives are certainly <laughs> out there um a lot and there's a lot of incentive I don't know, know what, what, does, I mean. what does what does a premium <laughs> subscription get you in this weather
0: I guess you'd have to subscribe to find out. He's a businessman
2: <laughs> as well. He's
1: holding back. Don't want to be teasing too much of the content. A ball sweat special, I reckon. <laughs> There's one word that comes to mind and it's moist. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Cool. Okay, that's all we wanted to talk about for the premiership then, lads. We'll uh, we'll move us on slightly. And I'll and I'll before we go into Div One I'll, I'll go flagosophical cool question first, because I know we've got a bit to cover in Div One as well. So uh, for those of you who like flag, I know Lewis has announced that he too likes flag, like <laughs> me, uh, and I'm aware that some other people like flag. Um, would have Would have caught the fact that the World Games were on at the weekend, um, and over the course of last week, and yes. men, many nations competed, uh, and unsurprisingly, the US were in both finals. Uh, and in the men's, we had Italy competing with the US, who did a really, really good job and drove them. Probably, it was I think it was tied at halftime. In fact, with the US and the, and the US wins u.s managed to win a gold there and then in the women's um the u.s squared off against the mexicans and the mexicans absolutely tore the u.s apart so my question to you boys are is do we think that world games is enough with all the nfl backing that's going on to push flag football into the 2028 olympics
2: yes 100 percent this is Why? there's no debate here like the way that the that... I think it was hugely successful the way, and, and there was i know there was a lot of complaints about not not official complaints but in sort of social circles about how few games were actually streamed they only streamed the semi-final and finals and the placement games i think um so you know there's definitely demand there for for it to be for it to have been streamed some more um you, you've, you've also had the olympic committee uh announced recently that they'll be they will be streaming Um, The uh, Women's World Championship Games, I think, or at least some of them that are due to take place in Finland. Yeah, 100%. The World Games in Birmingham, Alabama this year, the way flag represented itself, the competitive games that took place, uh, yeah, I think 100% opened some eyes uh, in those sort of upper echelons of the Olympic Committee. And yeah, I think it's a shoo-in.
0: Yeah, for me, I I see flag football very much as the international future of the sport. I I think contact is great and we all love to play it, but it's very high um, cost in terms of entry um, for a lot of teams and players individually. So I feel the NFL will really push to get flag on the Olympics just to try and get that exposure um, and get American football to places where it hasn't broken too much before, but also in a way that people can go out and play it and they can sort of pick it up with a couple of friends and just, Go to that down the park for example without needing to go and find a team and expend all the cost of equipment um so yeah i think flag is definitely the way forward both in the olympics but going forward
2: And just from like a, a sort of competition management perspective i think the guys that were commentate commentating on the games um said it really well at the end of the the men's final um in terms of putting this in the olympics i think A lot of people might have been forgiven for thinking uh, in the past, this is America's game. They invented it. They're the best at it. Um, And and there's no point in putting it in any kind of World Games or Olympics because they'll just dominate every year. And I think this actually, this World Games um, proved that wrong because Italy pushed America all the way. And led for most of the game, um, and and it was really tense. Panama g- ladies gave the the U.S. women's team um, a competition in the semifinals, and and gave them a no. It wasn't Panama, sorry. It was um, it was Mexico. Austria. It was Austria in the semi no, Semis. Yeah, gave yeah. Uh, gave the Americans a, a, a scare and, and nearly came away with the win. Um, and then yeah, Mexico went and and absolutely demolished them. So, um, in in so. This isn't just America's game, the rest of the world is on board, and it's not a shoe in for America to win it every single year. This is a, comp- a competitive game now.
0: I think you saw that today in terms of the um, NFL Germany tickets go on sale. I tried to get them um, unsuccessfully, but there was a queue on Ticketmaster about 750,000 um, be that people or just people trying to buy tickets. Um, and I think it just goes to show the popularity that the sport has um, worldwide now. Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and it sort of draws into me for a second question that follows this up is, you know, as soon as that announcement does drop, which I think it will do, um, do we think we'll see more in the, and I'm talking now back in the UK, do we think we'll see more contact players making that tr- transition over to the flag game? Because there is that carrot on the stick, really, of you could go and play in an international tournament.
2: Yeah, mm. I, th- I think so. Um I think, yeah, you'll see, a, and especially with the, not just the sort of, you know, representing your country and all that as a, as a draw, the involvement that the NFL has had as well. I think some athletes might see that as a, as a gateway um, to sort of get recognised and try and get involved in the NFL as an organisation in some way or another.
1: It's a, it's a really, I mean, you're asking me a tough question, Jay. I mean, I started um you know throwing a throwing a ball around um and, and learning off youtube about two years ago and Eelbrook common um and then i found a little team on clap common and then i went and did a couple of tournaments abroad and now you're asking me to consider the whole world in the olympics so it's a big in, in terms of like a mental framework you know even this podcast man was a lot doing the whole league um but when I think about what Lewis has said, when I think about what Home Alone has said, I, I do think it's, it's along that journey. I think one of the things that the NFL is really conscious of is failing to internationalise. And there's a lot of success stories uh, with various sports that have done a really good job of that. I think uh, basketball is quite a good example of that. The NFL have done terribly. Uh, at that you have to find a way to export your sport otherwise eventually it's going to die it won't it won't survive even in its home and we might think that's crazy but people are going to gravitate towards the bigger and bigger sports and that will happen so you need to find a way to help your sport survive and i think flag's a brilliant way of doing that internationally and also when you look at the kind of injury worries that people have had from the nfl and contact there's a lot of people that simply don't want to risk their body in that way um, and can play flag instead. So I, I think the future for flag is really, really bright. It's it's great to hear. I wasn't so aware of um, the news that we're, it was heading to the Olympics. But do I think it's going to make more people play here? Absolutely. I find it hard to think that anyone would uh, would be less incentivized to play. And I think I always feel like there's just that one little moment um when I'm at training, that that's going to let more people know about this sport, and this this might be it. This might be it that brings the bigger crowds. So I'm really excited, man. That's that's fantastic news, and uh, very exciting for anyone, ourselves, and anyone who listens to the podcast. I imagine. Yeah, and there's there's weirder Olympic sports out there, right? I really it really confuses me, and I know this is Winter Olympics. I never understand how someone gets into like the lunge or the bobsleigh, right? <laughs> How do you how do you decide one day that you're going to throw yourself down some ice and then get good at it? I don't really get that. The oh, bobsleigh <laughs> like is fucking cool though, isn't no, it? It's not, cool. It's cool. That? It's it's totally cool. Like it's it's a great thing to watch. But like, it's just how do you get good at that? Like, if we, especially if like, when it is like
0: a glorified baking tray. Yeah,
1: right. Oh, For like the no, luge. No, if the four if the four of us lived in a mountainous <laughs> area, right? And I I turned up one day and said, guys, I've built this metal box of death. Let's hurl it down this this. <laughs> This curved sheet of ice. You'd all be well down for it, though.
0: There we go. Well, 1,000 is, listener like, special episode right there. We'll do it live down a bobsled po- pop- yeah, right.
2: Podcast <laughs> down a bobsled track. If you want to know how to get good at uh, a sport like that, I encourage you to go watch Cool Runnings.
1: Well, I was about to say, we'd call this one, surely we'd call this one Hot Runnings. For you. For you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. listeners, I'll apologise for that. I don't know where to go with that, Luke. I'm going to cast <laughs> us back to what you said before. About going and doing a bo- episode on the podcast on a bobsleigh, on oh, a bobsleigh it's a track, idea. Right? So number one is I will happily do it mm-hmm. as long as you've not built the bobsleigh. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a good condition like that. Number two is it's highly possible because down the road from me is Bath University, you have a dry run bobsleigh track. Let's do right. it. I mate, I I uh, I've got a place to stay in Bath, mate. My dad lives there. That's no problem for me, mate. Right, cool. A thousand likes, listeners. What do we what do we think? We, we we all okay with thousand likes?
0: That works for me. Yeah, that's very good. Good. How stuff. many
1: likes does uh does the average post on our on our is it? Uh, I and mean, we're talking about likes? I'm assuming Facebook here, or is this Instagram? What are we going for? Yeah, I think I don't we're know, on Facebook, not we? Yeah, oh, we? We got Facebook. we got modernized, boys. We got modernized first of all. Facebook's so uncool, guys. You know, we're we're way too young to be on there, man. Well, we're maybe quite. not Lewis but but some of us, <laughs> some of us are too young to be on there, man. You know. But yeah, a thousand likes, man. Make it happen. I'm probably going to do it anyway. But a thousand likes, think, and I'll have. I to think
2: our know, our sure. last our last <laughs> one got one like. Exactly. So we just need <laughs> a thousand
1: X on that. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe bet, isn't it, bro? Yeah. Cool. But yeah, flagosophical. Look, do we think it will get to the Olympics? I think that's a resounding yes. I think we're all pleased to see it doing well at the World Games. And I think and it sounds really awful to say about the US, we were glad to see someone other than the US walk away with a gold medal, weren't we?
2: Yes, for sure. Yeah.
1: Probably good for the future of the sport, I reckon. Absolutely. Cool, we'll move on back to the Baffa Southern region, uh, which of course is much more important than the World Games and the Olympics. Uh, and we'll talk about the Division 1 fixtures coming up on the next game day. So Home Alone and Lewis, you're going to sort of tag team this one uh because there's a, a load of cross, co- cross conference games going on so we'll start with a couple of the gwent gators fixtures then and we'll start with their game against the bucks wolves yeah. do you want to kick us off
0: yeah i'll pick this one up um so this is the number four um team in our division going up against the number five um and when you look at things they seem to have very similar offenses in terms of points scored Um, And the points differential is very close. So it very much shapes up to be a very good game. Um, I know Buxelts would argue that they had a disappointing last time out. So I think they'll be very eager to go out um, and try and make a statement in this game. um, Because we're a very good team, um, as they've shown so far this year. Lewis, anything to add?
2: Yeah, I think this is going to be really exciting, actually. Um, I think you've got two teams that quite... Reasonably evenly matched, um, as I as I've mentioned before. Uh, not entirely sure what's going on with Buckinghamshire Wolves. I think that we're seeing a different team at the moment than what we saw at the beginning of the year. Um, I am gonna I'm gonna gonna drop a call out on their offense. I think that's what's letting them down at the minute. Um, not scoring enough points. Their defense has been still pretty good um, they certainly pushed us to the limits uh, and, uh, and I was very impressed with their defence and the Gators boast a very good offence uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that Wolves defence can deal with uh, particularly Mubberk and and if they manage to you know, take him out of the game then um, how how the Gators sort of react off of that and, and, and spread the ball around a bit more um, but yeah I think Bucks-Wolves are going to have to put up some points. That offence is going to have to find its form again.
0: Yeah, and
1: as I sort of alluded to last time, I had a couple of text exchanges with Aaron um, probably a week before last, and uh, he sort of suggested they were going to be lower numbers for the rest of the year in different for different reasons. So, um, yeah, expect that Gwent-Bucks game to be really, really tight, and uh, I'm hoping Callum Dean does a bit of a, uh, a masterclass on the uh, Gwent offence um, to keep that nice and tight for them. But cool, we'll move on to the other Gwent Gators game, which is versus the Devils. Uh, Lewis, why don't you start us with this one?
2: Um, I think the Devils are only getting hotter. Uh, this hot weather suits them fine. Nice and comfortable down there in, in the depths. Um, and I think they're just, they're surging at the minute. They've gotten gone from strength to strength uh, across, across the year. Um, I don't see this being perhaps as competitive uh, as it might have been a couple of weeks ago.
1: I've got a question for you here, guys. Go for it. Probably Home Alone directed, which is that I can see that you've got 635 points to your name. Yeah. Does that mean you've probably scored about 100 touchdowns nearly?
0: Um, probably about that, yeah. Yeah. Um trying to do the maths in my head in terms of what
1: well, six hundred thirty
0: five divided it, by an average
1: seven is. Depends yeah, how much you converting. It's gonna say it's your conversion ratio. I think you're probably on more like eighty something with a lot of two points yeah. because you only go for two a lot. So follow up question home loan. How do you keep the celebrations fresh? When you do a (laughs) hundred when nearly a hundred touchdowns. You're probably gonna hit it in your next game. This is your thirteenth game, which is amazing that you're called the Devils and you're gonna get a hundred touchdowns on your thirteenth day on your thirteenth game. (laughs) But all the same, how do you how do you keep them fresh, mate? I'm assuming at that point the gritty just gets a bit lame.
0: I don't know, we're pretty awful at dancing, so our gritties look very different every time we hit them. So (laughs) if anything, like it's a new dance move every time.
2: So I can, uh, I've got the stats up here in front of me, just to cover that off again. Uh, the Reading Devils are on 77 receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and 11 pick sixes. So that's where their points are coming from. Oh, no. did, I, did I say 80-something? And, and then 43 uh, two XPs.
1: Well, who was meant to be our stats guy? Gareth. Gareth. Oh mate, Gareth, 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 man, you're losing everything, mate. Was, do you know? Has is it, is it, is he has he been struggling to turn up since he lost his role as technical analysis man? <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is in a deep, deep spiral of uh, non-podcast uh, <laughs> attendance due to his uh, due to his overbearing, statistic nature. <laughs> Just overbearing nature. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, Home alone. Your points on the uh, Gwent Devils game.
0: Yeah, so I think we've only ever played each other once, um, and that ended up being a big um win for the Devils. Um Is that back th- in the rain in like that 18? was Back in the rain, um, ages ago, after the Great Gators actually beat the Chichester Sharks as well that day. Um yeah. so I know Dell have this game um circled on his calendar long um since the schedule's come out. So I think they'll be really fired up for this. Um and I, I think they'll be really raring to give us a good game. Um, and I think we've gotta be I'm firing on all cylinders from minute one. Uh, spoken like a true
1: uh, head coach slash GM. Yeah. <laughs> no switching off, lads. Focus all the way. Cool. Okay, let's move on to the next fixture then. So we're going to go into a couple of the Flash games then. So let's start with the Falcons versus the London Flash.
2: Yeah, so you've got your... Uh, the headlines here are the, the two top of the division um, teams going head-to-head. Um I, I honestly don't know how this is going to go down. Um, Flash have obviously been very impressive throughout the year. Um, they're, they're very athletic. They play a very different style of football to what we do. They like to air it out. Uh, and, and whereas, as we know, Falcons like to uh, go through the motions. Um, go through the motions. The, the, uh, <laughs> one way of it's putting like a it.
1: teenage, teenager <laughs> playing flag football. <laughs>
2: The, uh, the the first and 15 podcast um, first and 15 tournament of course in in Coventry uh, I got my my first bit of a, a look at Brian and, and how he likes to play and I know they were they had some smoke players in there as well um, but just a, a little taster so obviously that was a confidence boosting um, victory so uh, kind of got a little idea of what to expect but I don't know we'll certainly uh not giving up on this game and if we if we do if we play basic we could basically we're going to need to play almost perfect football um uh, we can't afford any mistakes because the flash will make us pay
1: i've got a problem oh go Go on. on no go on jay go on jay i was gonna i was gonna ask you luke actually if anything if you've got some insider information on whether brian will be in croatia tasting beer again I've got I've got some insider information, but it's not that. It's that the Falcons are gonna get absolutely battered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the, boy, the boys are absolutely coming for them, mate. I mean, any any big smack talk on this, I mean, I welcome, I welcome you, Lewis, to say more, mate. I think these guys are fired up, man. I think the extra falcons are gonna be more like the flightless pigeons, mate. It's gonna be <laughs> It's going to be fucking destruction, man. Uh, the, the Flash have been looking so damn good in training, man, on offense, on defense. And not only that, like, the motivation levels from them are awesome at the moment. I mean, I know Brian's got those guys fired up. And I'm, I'm pretty confident Brian's going to be there himself to bring that, bring that heat on top of the hot weather we've already been having. So, yeah, that's, that's my take on that one, Lewis. And I, I love to, you very much, man. To, You're a great to, guy. But that's
2: how I'm feeling it. My, my rebuttal before we take get home alone's views is that um i've been speaking to uh, brian quite a lot uh, like on instagram and stuff and i kind of feel like i i maybe get to know the flash a bit better than you now because i know for sure that brian's gonna be there um so i know his <laughs> movements better than you do so oh, you know God. take take your your thoughts on this game with <laughs> uh, we'll see we'll but, see what the score is mate we'll check the scoreboard but next but by right? all means like i mean we i <laughs> Falcons are currently leading uh, the country in sacks. Uh, Brian likes to go under centre a lot. P- Patrick will love that, um, and we've also leading, in. Uh, I think we're leading Div One, if not just the South, uh, in interceptions as well. So, everybody, uh, those who've been around and seen the Falcons for a couple of years. Can attest to how good Ed McKenna is, and Will Granger has only you know been taken under his wing and come on, and is leading now, I think leading the South, leading Div One, in interception. So we've got two DBs back there who will just be salivating at the thought of uh, of Brian trying to go deep on them uh, all mean, day long.
1: The the only sacks I'm concerned about, mate, are the size of the ball sacks of these flash players, <laughs> mate. They are going to be on fire, man. But I don't, hey. Lewis, we're we'll gonna check out the scoreboard, man. We're we'll gonna we're we'll gonna talk it all out in front of all the public, mate. Don't you worry about it. The Flash are coming for you. Home alone. Anything to add to that? Uh, that feisty beef. Take aside, home alone. Mum and dad are waiting to hear what your answer. Is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hope I dis- don't disappoint my uh, podcast parents or my actual parents. Um, so <laughs> the only wow. thing I'll probably add on to that is the fact that the Wolves. Um, run both Exeter and the Flash close so obviously there's very different circumstances in both of those games but I think as Lewis says this does have the potential to be a close one um I fully agree with you Luke as well that the Flash will be very ready to go for this um they know there's a lot on the line in this game day but I think Lewis is right in that if he plays or if the Exeter Falcons play a perfect game they'll have every chance to win this one um as you could argue they did against us um, many weeks ago now.
1: Yeah, just to stick my aura in on this as well, because it is number one going against number one. <laughs> you, you do have two completely contrasting styles of football here. And I think it's brilliant that we get to see this play out in front of us in a, in a, in a bit of a one-winner-takes-all approach to the top of this division. Um, if the Falcons can control the ball like they want to do, they'll win this game. If the Flash can... Be aggressive and take, take athleticism for the next level that they want to do. They'll win this game. I don't I got, think it's as clear cut to say there is one winner, there's one loser. I think this is going to be really, really tight. I've got a question for you that's somewhat um For you guys, I'll chuck this one your way. Um, the, that day, I think the Flash, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they've got a really tough streak of games. I think they might have the Devils as well as that. They yeah. do. They do, and we're going to come on and talk about that in a second. Interesting. And I wonder, I wonder, do you know, does having a difficult slate of games actually improve your play? If you know you've got to turn up big for a slate of three tough games, do you get better or do you get worse? What do you think,
0: guys? I think you absolutely get better, really. Um, mm. I, I think you go into it with a completely different mindset than you do um, compared to some of the other teams in our division. I, I think when, for, especially on offense, I think you kind of know when you're scoring, Um against say the worst teams you, you kind of go on the field going okay we're gonna score this drive or your head's not really in there because you know the game's already wrapped up and one but when you're going up against top teams in the top of the division you know you've got to come out and you've got to score every drive mm-hmm. um, and anything else the game isn't in your hands anymore and I think that's the mentality everyone everyone on these top teams will take into this game day
2: I think the fact that it's cross conference as well adds uh, an interesting element to it. So, because obviously this will have repercussions. You've obviously got um, the the Flash Devils game later in the day, um, which is absolutely going to determine, um, you know, who tops the division. I think I think the Devils, uh, assuming that the Flash beat um, the Falcons, then the Devils have to beat Flash by I think fifteen points. I think that was the deficit. Um, in the first game, so if if the Flash can over if the if the Devils can overcome that deficit in the in the rematch, then they'll be they'll be top. Um, so obviously you've got that this element of Reading will want the Falcons to to cause an upset here um, and get one over the Flash because that makes their job a little bit easier. If they can then get their win uh, in their game then that puts the flash on two losses and suddenly the devils are only on one and they top of the top of the league if mm. if if the falcons had managed to beat the uh, the Devils in their game, the the pressure might be off a little bit for the for the Flash, I think, because I think it's okay if we lose to the Falcons, then at least our closest rivals in our in our division, the Devils, also lost to them, so that cancels it out. The fact that the Devils won that game makes this game between Flash and the Falcons all that more mm. uh, more you know important. They can't afford to lose this game, so I think, yeah, to some extent, I think you know having a really competitive state of games just puts you in the right mindset for for the day and it's just like, well, we've just got to go get things done but there's every opportunity that it could just be like well, the pressure's off, we don't have to it's not the end of the world but I don't think that applies here Flash need to beat the Falcons uh, if they want, uh, you know, to stay in the driver's seat of that SEC division uh, I think
1: it depends, Luke, on your, to answer your question I think it depends on how your squad is composed so if there are players in that squad that thrive in pressure, then it absolutely is to your advantage. If you've got players in that squad that want to just focus on one thing and one thing only, then it can be mm. to a disadvantage because you can go into, that, into a game day having, say, one lesser game, and one harder game, and focus on the harder game and get that correct, and then athlete your way through the lesser game. So it completely depends on how your squad is. I, I've put it on teams that, that thrive under the, the three big stretch games or tournament-style situations where you've got to go and win back to back to back to back. I uh, played in teams where absolutely they just want to, they just want to get one win under their belt with against the harder team and then relax for the rest of the day. Mm. Yeah, I could say something clever or insightful, but I'm going to remark that um, I noticed Home Alone said that the Flash were going to go on a hot streak because they had a tough challenge of games. Which means, if I'm if I'm right in saying this, in the parental divorce case between Daddy Luke and Mummy Lewis, I believe he's coming over to Team Daddy Luke. Is that right, Home Alone?
0: I'm very much going to sit on the fence on this one. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're just like me when my parents got divorced, mate. Liven up.
0: (laughs) The reason why he
2: sits on the fence is because he wants the Falcons to win, but he thinks the Flash will win. That's why he's on the fence. I'm going to no comment (laughs) this.
1: Anyway, 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 anyway. Shall we move on and talk about that uh, forsaken and aforementioned game, The Devils vs. The Flash?
2: Yes, game of the day. I tried so hard to get the teams involved to move the schedule around so that this could be the game that is the only game played at the time so we could all watch it. Uh, But Cardiff Bay weren't having it.
1: (laughs) Hamiline, what do you think?
0: I'll kick it off. Um, Yeah, I I think not much more really needs to be said than all things going well for both teams that the division be on the line, I I think. We both know that, and I think we're both hopefully going to be ready for that. Um, obviously, as Lewis mentioned, that the Devils will need to win by a few more points um, in order to actually win the division if both teams go in as they are. Um, but our will my boys; I think we're certainly capable of doing so. I, I think it might be tough and to actually bring pull that off um, in the game. So that might need a, a um, perfect game to in order to overcome that deficit, but. I, I think this is the first time both teams will face each other as sort of full strength squads. So I, I think this would be a really, really good game to watch. Um, and I cannot wait to be playing in it in a few days' time. And Lewis?
2: Uh, yeah, this is the marquee matchup of the week, isn't it? You've got the two two teams that are arguably already Premiership ready, uh, probably going to be promoted. Um Going head to head, we know that the first matchup was disappointing because um, the Devils had a lot of people missing. But by all reports, home alone, you've got a full-strength squad. I mean, I've had this circled since since the, the first game that was uh, that, that they played in week one. Um, I, as I said earlier, the Devils are only getting hotter and hotter as the year goes on, getting better and better. Uh, and I've actually got the Devils winning this one, but. I don't think it'll be enough to overcome the deficit. I think the Devils will win 34-28 is the score I wrote down, which is only six points, and they'll need to overcome a bigger deficit than that.
0: And and to be honest, I think... Oh, sorry, I've just put in there. I think that might come into play as well um, through the game, for example, with the Flash knowing that they've got that buffer. Will Brian maybe slow the game down in the second half if he needs to? Um, So I, I definitely think that could have an impact on the game. Um, and the scoreline overall with them knowing that they've got that um, advantage in the bank and Luke I was just going to kick it to
1: you there and just say um, I I guess there's no prizes for guessing who you're backing in this fixture Um, I I mean look listen the, the Devils are the Falcons you know I respect one and not the other no I kid I kid I kid they're both fantastic teams and they've really earned their place in in the division those those are like three three titan teams that are clearly doing really well and and massive credit to all of them um I I don't know which way to swing on this one you know if you beat a team um by was it two two to three three I think it's three scores if it's 15 points isn't it actually no it's not I'll tell a lie I can't count it was 21
2: six 21 six was the first uh 21
1: six that is an uncharacteristic scoreline I think for those two teams so I don't think we really know what this is going to look like um all we know is that these are two very competent offenses I mean if you look at the points for and against and I think this I'd correct me if I'm wrong I think this might have been thrown off a little bit by the fact that the flash had to play the renegades and only get one point for it because the renegades couldn't proffer a team or am I getting that team wrong I think it was the renegades that's correct yeah So, But even if we add another kind of 40, 50 points to the Flash's four, um, they're still quite some way behind the Devils, um, who have gone in and given some absolute smattering. So with their top quarterback, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Devils do against a Flash defense, which has only given up 148 points. Um, So the truth is, I I don't think we know what's going to happen here, and I, I feel very uncomfortable predicting it either way.
2: I'll tell you but what I'm going to push. Gonna I'm going to
1: push you, Luke, to make a prediction. Oh. oh. man, you can tell by my science how hard this is, mate. I don't like this at all because oh, it's really, really hard. I'm going to back my boys. I'm going to back my boys, but I'll say that I think I'm being emotional as opposed to
0: logical, potentially.
1: And home alone, again, there's no prizes for guessing what your uh, your prediction will be with us.
0: Yeah, I'm um, obviously going to say Devils win here. Um, and I think I'm may, maybe putting it out as a challenge to the Devils players in terms of going out and reaching that 15-point that um, deficit. So, yeah, there, there's a target and we know what we've got to reach.
2: It's doable, and I'll tell you how they do it. Looking at the, the stats from the first game day, Um despite the score uh, being 21-6, the Devils got three interceptions on the day and were unable to turn any of those into points. Now we're all aware of, of the Devils' availability issues on that day. If the Devils' defense can put that same kind of shift in again and get three takeaways, they didn't throw any interceptions, but if they can turn those inter- those takeaways into points, then 15-point deficit is more than achievable.
1: And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll move swiftly on. Then, so next fixture, just to, just to touch on it, because we talked about both these teams at length already. Devils versus Bucks, Lewis. What do you think?
2: Um, yeah, two teams that know each other very well. Uh, I think the Bucks Wolves will be looking to um, sort of put any uh, any demons to rest or devils to rest, if you will, um, from from the previous outing, which was uh, perhaps not their um, not. Not like them, um, but I'm, I'm. I yeah. Like say, Devils. I see them not being. Not many people are going to be able to touch them. I think for the rest of the season. I think the Flash will be the only team that can can come close. Uh, hopefully, the Wolves can you know put a better showing out um, and and make it a more respectable scoreline. But I think ultimately the Devils will walk away with this one. At home
1: alone. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I think Lewis kind of covered it perfectly. Really, um, I think. The Wolves will be eager to come out and put up a better showing at least, um, but I, I think the Devils run away comfortable winners again, really. Brilliant.
1: Cool. We'll move on to two different teams, lads. Uh, we'll talk about things that are happening
0: in a different place. Salisbury versus Waveney. Um, yeah, so I think Waveney have improved a lot um, over the past couple of game days, and I believe they've just gone 12-0 um, in the youth regular season, so I think they'll be high on confidence, but... Um, And I definitely think this will be a game that they'll be circling as one that they feel they can win. Um, Salisbury City have got um, some talent. Um, um, I've only seen them on the one game day this year, so I can't speak to how much they're um, improving or not improving. But they seem to take a few heavy losses at the last game day. So I think this has all the makings of a very good game um, and one that I think our divisional um, rivals as such will um, think they can win. Stuff. And Lewis, your opinion?
2: Yeah, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I, I feel like Salisbury City have kind of played all their cards this year. They've shown us what they're capable of, and they've kind of plateaued already. Um, whereas Waveney just seem to be getting better and better as uh, as the year goes on. They keep putting in, you know, never say die in games and um, in, in in games where they're playing teams that are perhaps a, a bit more. Um, their level, they certainly seem to uh, be more competitive. Um, so yeah, I think they'll uh, they'll definitely see this as a game that perhaps they can um, they can take a, a win here. I don't know what, I don't know how much of an upset it would be. Um, I think at the beginning of the year, on paper, I might have said that Salisbury would have win would win this game, but um, tracking what Waveney have been doing uh, throughout the year, I think this is yeah more than attainable for them.
1: Yeah, just touching on some of the Waveney performances recently, I think they are the team that are coming into this in the better form. Um, and I, I personally see this only going one way to Waveney. Uh, final fixture then, guys. Uh, Salisbury City Marauders versus Solar Red Storm.
2: So, despite the scoreline, last time these guys met, uh, I think it was 36-12 that finished the Marauders, but... From what I saw, I I was uh, watching the other field mainly, but from what I saw in that game, it was quite tense and quite tight, quite competitive, up to about half-time, and then later down the stretch, we ran away with it. Hopefully, hopefully the Red Storm guys uh, have, um, you know, maybe they've got some of their... Uh, younger players back from school exam season and all that and they keep talking about uh, hopefully none of the injuries that they seem to pick up on a weekly basis uh, carried over and they've got a good good strength squad um, I think this could be uh, another um, tight game between these two uh, I do have um, Salisbury City squeezing a win though uh, at twenty-seven eighteen. I think but I think it'll be competitive
1: at home alone
0: yeah um I think it's probably a competitive game as well. I think Solon um are running out of games now um in order to get that first win and I think they'll be really motivated going into this one. So I think that they'll really try and raise their performance. and if they're getting players back then they're certainly going to stand to help them as well. Fantastic. Cool.
1: Well that wraps up our uh, our predictions and our and our thoughts and, and feelings about all the uh, all the fixtures that are taking place that we think are interesting. Boys, anything else to add?
2: Uh, well, what does what does Luke think about uh, his Red Storm?
1: I, I was going to I can't believe you guys have even written that down as an intre- interesting game. That's obvious. Um, <laughs> is it not to uh, all the listeners? I can't. Like, obviously, Solon are going to run away from it. Exam season is over, guys. Exam season is over, all right? The grades are are coming in, okay? The pressure is gone. It's, it's go time. It's go time, show time, you know? Let's make this bread. Come on, Solent, get the first W, man. Get the first. How many times can we predict a Solent win? You know. (laughs) Okay, let's stop making that a bold prediction and let's just make it a fact. Maybe you're the Jonah.
2: Maybe you're the Jonah. Maybe
0: I'm the Jonah. It's true.
1: It's true. Who is who is the lady who broke up the Beatles?
2: Uh, well, that's a controversial subject. Um, you're thinking of Yoko. You're you're thinking of Yoko Ono.
1: Yeah, maybe I'm Yoko Ono. You know, <laughs> maybe I'm. You the do give me I Yoko vibes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what Yoko looks like, but I know that that's a really cool name. So Yoko, I'll take champion. It, guys. Yoko champion. Yoko champion. That's pretty good, isn't it? I feel like it's one of those names as well that, if you found out was in the NFL, you wouldn't be surprised as well. You know what I mean? Yoko champion is definitely a fourth string DB for the Lions. I was <laughs> about like a third string kicker. <laughs> you, you can't
2: just make up your own nickname Luke you're, you're lukewarm and you'll always be lukewarm no I love
1: I love lukewarm you know that's that's reference and in this heat suits me man I love a bit of lukewarm <laughs> Yoko champion the University of Ohio. Um, cool. Okay, we'll move on best to in- bold predictions. Then, so. <laughs> is this this is this the cutouts where these guys turn around and they start saying stuff? Who was the guy who went like best in the nation? Yeah. <laughs> Those are brilliant. Have you seen the sketch on that?
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, King
1: yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Sorry, tangent. Apologies, listeners. If you've not seen that, go see it and amuse yourself for, for one minute. Uh, bold predictions then, lads, just to wrap us up. So, Lewis, what have you got?
2: So, uh, I, I've i got a little sort of insight from, uh, if you remember, the last preview show we did a uh, couple of weeks ago uh, where I threw in some stats about points per game. Um, so, we have a new champion at the top of the most points scored in a game day uh, and that would be... Uh, i failed to mention it at the last week's review show, um, but I'll bring it up now. The Canesham Kings uh, now hold the record in our of two divisions um, for the most points scored in a day with 208 points. What? Congrats, a Jay. Ago, a couple of weeks ago, I predicted that the Devils would, do, would put up 200 points in a game day, and they didn't. They let me down. But... Jay was a man possessed uh, in game day five and put up 208 points. That's insane over, over three games. Yeah. Um, does mean, however, that I come in second place in points per game across, um, in, point, in points per game, because uh, the Devils managed to put in 159 points in two games, which gives them a slightly higher points per game. But in terms of total amount of points scored in a, in a, in a game day, that is insane. Uh, and with that in mind, my bold prediction is that the Canesham Kings will put up a hundred burger, uh, in one of their games this weekend, uh, to match the, uh, the Reading Devils, um, and maybe even, uh, contest for that highest points per game average. Wow. Okay.
1: What a challenge to set us. I, uh, I uh, I don't know whether I give any insight or not onto this but uh, you know we'll always just focus on the fixture first the points will take care of themselves I think is it's it's the party line with that one um, Cool okay Luke you sort of foreshadowed your bold prediction la- uh, earlier in the show what do you got for us? Yeah for the thicker listeners I'll, I'll run through this one um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna quote my favorite book to you guys man I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a passage from the divine text that is Cam Newton trying to win them all <laughs> in that he said cam did and, and i should say cam the most decorated panther of all time am i wrong in saying that brought home the super bowl when you say decorated you mean his um,
2: hat well also yeah he did not bring home <laughs> the super bowl they went 14 and 2 and got obliterated by the broncos
0: oh yeah uh, shout <laughs> out <Alvin> miller <laughs> oh yeah
1: Yeah, that was actually the first Super Bowl I ever watched as well. Anyway, right, that that scuppers this slightly. Anyway, continuing, ignoring that, ignoring that, (laughs) ignoring that. See, Newton in the playoffs, he, he was a weapon, man. He was a machine, and he introduced the concept of what he called the Big Mo. And you guys imagine what that means. What is, who is, when is Big Mo, guys? What do you reckon? I believe it's a mohawk. A mohawk. Nice. Okay. That's a terrible guess, Jay, frankly. You're just slowing down my ball prediction again. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to ignore that and the fact that Newton never brought home a Super Bowl. Newton said that in the playoffs, more than any other time, you've got to bring the impact to the big Mo. And that's momentum. The big momentum, man. Okay. And what do I see? Where do I see momentum? I see momentum in the VPP. All right. I believe... The VPP are going to come in here and crush it against the Rebels. They're going to have one of their best days. I think they're going to beat the Rebels by two scores. That is my bold prediction for you, ladies and gentlemen. VPP, don't let me down. Oh, wow. And don't let Cam down, even though Cam let you down. <laughs> 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 it's definitely bold, Yoko. It's definitely bold. Um, Thanks very much, man. But well, we sure start reviewing team. whether these things are bold, stupid, or warm. I tend to think they're all pretty pitiful at this point. they kind of run out of things to say. Uh, and Home Alone, what have you got for us?
0: So I'm going to continue on the 200 theme that Lewis presented earlier, but I'm going for touchdowns. Um, we have 23 games who played through the Prem and Division 1, so I'm going to say that in total there'll be 200 touchdowns throughout the whole division, um, so that works out about nine touchdowns per game.
1: And, and have you done any maths to, to substantiate whether or not that is a bold prediction?
0: I have not, but 200 <laughs> sounds like a big number to me, so we're going to roll with it.
1: Did you forget to do your bold prediction?
0: I absolutely did. Fantastic.
1: Oh, Good. no, that, I, I I, mean, it's it's definitely bold. I mean, nine touchdowns from every game seems very spicy. It's only four, four or five per team. Yeah, but, I mean, surely we're going to have some games that are more defensive contests and then suddenly you're asking so much from every team, no? Uh, potentially. Potentially. I guess, yeah, there is a time factor to it in terms of limiting it. It's, it's a...
2: So you say, hang on, let me get this right, 200 touchdowns scored across the Division One and Premiership in this that coming is, weekend.
0: That is correct, yeah. Um, and by the next podcast, I'll have figured out if it was bowl or not.
1: And what is the punishment if you don't
0: i, I don't know probably four seven touch my only fans or some <laughs> shit like that
1: <laughs> your only fans I... is a prize overload it's not something to be carelessly given away <laughs> no we would never do that <laughs> i'm trying to really quickly um do some, some. Don't bail stacking. him out. Let him sit. Let him sit in his own awkwardness. Where's, not doing <laughs> where's, where's, Gareth when you need him, Gareth, Gareth? So at, no, the moment, is at the moment,
2: at the moment in Division One, across five game days, we have all scored five hundred and sixty-nine touchdowns. Hey. Uh, in, uh, not everyone's putting their, their stats in. That's the problem. So awesome. we have an unmonitorable ball prediction. So, and it looks
1: sounds like, like the best ball the, prediction uh, then. Uh, Can't be uh, wrong. I think we stopped so, the effort it? on this, because this is just <laughs> <laughs> this is unsubstantiated squaddle to talk about, right? It's it's home alone going, I've got no idea, I'm just gonna say something stupid. And then they'll go, Oh yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds good And then we'll figure out later that actually we've done that four times this year. Can I can I substitute with another another quote from the famous text? Go of course, it. more than, more than I'm happy to. <clears throat> this one's from, uh... let's take a look here. This one is it's from two-time NFL Most Valuable Player, Kurt Warner. And he said, when Cam steps in that locker room and that huddle, everybody's chest gets a little bit bigger, a little bit more puffed out. Everybody believes a little bit more that we're going to get something done. That's what the great ones have. Pretty cool, hey? Huh? And the bold prediction part of that was... <laughs> no, it's not a prediction. It's just a cool thing to say about Cam Newton. But I literally poured my life into this one book, and you're just dis it. Dis- the dis- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> only book you've read back to front. I think that's... Uh... It's educating listeners, man. Educating listeners. You need to know about this guy, you know? I'm sure that uh, the Red Storm will be saying that in their pre- uh, pre-match huddle. Um... I like to think they just get a picture of me out, and they just someone like <laughs> someone like mine's a little voice from me saying like, "You go get it, guys. You can do it." This this segment's getting really weird. Um... It is. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna round it off and just give you my bold prediction, which I did think about, and I'm gonna go back to a classic, Lewis, for to hark back to some of our old podcasts from 2018 and 2019. Uh, I'm Whoa. going to predict that this weekend someone will be ejected from a football game. Oh! I was going to predict this. I was those. like, I'm not going to be that guy. And you step
2: in and uh, be that guy. Unbelievable. Luke, I used to predict this every week. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I have a sixth sense, and that's not me trying to substantiate the result of this because I don't want to see anybody get ejected, but I have a sixth sense that of all weekends, with the amount of tasty matchups that we've just talked through, someone will be removed forcibly from a game. So that, I, I think that's kind of not that bold because you could force the issue, Jay. Yeah, I could, so but I, it's going to be feel... so sunny that I won't be able to ref. Well, <laughs> no, my, 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 my question for you, then, is if I give you three fixtures to predict that, in, what are you going for? Uh, I can tell you right now, I'm going to go Falcon's Flash, Devil's Flash, uh, Salisbury Redstorm. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Keep, keep your heads cool, lads. Keep your heads cool. Yeah, it's a hot day. No one, needs to, no one needs to go for an early shower. Well. And with that, lads, we will wrap up this uh, serviceable podcast, shall we say, this week. Our most
2: serviceable <laughs> podcast today, don't say. Absolutely. But we have been... <laughs> Comfortably we, our worst.
1: <laughs> we, have been,
2: <laughs> we have been the
1: UK's hottest podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name has been Jay Ballamy, and I've been joined by Lewis Phillips, Ryan, Home Alone, Eveny, and Luke warm yoko champion and uh we will catch you on the other side of the weekend have a good one
0: that wraps up this episode find us on facebook at first and 15 podcast give us a like to keep up with all of our shows also check out our sponsor Nuola for all your customized sportswear supplies
1: I'll give you one more thing that Chris Carter said about Cam Newton. He said, God's not making another Cam Newton for a long time. And I think you could say the same thing for for Neil Henderson. God's not making another one of him for for a long time. But if he's going to, he won't have to wait very long.
2: (laughs) Every time. (laughs)